episode number three of the Hold Fast podcast. My name is Kenny, and I have the opportunity to be your host. Today, we're going to talk about parenting. Now, many of you who know me might be saying, wait a minute, you haven't even been doing this thing called parenting for three years yet. How in the world do you think you can do a podcast on this? The truth is, you're right, um, I don't know a whole lot, and my goal today is not to solve all of your problems and answer all of the questions because I've got many questions of my own, but the, the goal is I'm in the trenches of this, and I want to share some of the things that God is teaching me as I begin this journey of parenthood, and um, whether you're currently parenting young children or not, or teenagers, or, or whatever stage you're in or not in of parenting, um, I pray that this is a blessing to you. Um, maybe you're not a parent and you, you want to listen to this because you want to walk with somebody who is a parent and maybe share some encouragement to them. Uh, feel free to share this podcast with them, um, but I pray that this is a blessing. Again, not because I'm an expert, I'm far from it, uh, but because I'm seeking to learn. And actually, I'm not going to share... A ton of my own thoughts, really. Um, we want to share biblical truth on this podcast, so everything that I say um, is going to be, uh, I'm seeking for it to be grounded in Scripture. But today, particularly, I'm going to pull a lot from a guy by the name of Paul Tripp. Now, some of you may know Paul Tripp, but he is probably my go-to source for parenting uh, from a biblical perspective. He has a book that is simply titled Parenting. Uh, Paul Tripp's book called Parenting is an excellent resource. Um, I would highly recommend it to anybody um, who wants to parent from a biblical perspective. But um, I want to take some of the quotes from Paul Tripp on parenting and just kind of talk about them. Um, very simple format in the podcast today. I believe that the things that I'm going to share from him are absolutely biblically based. Um, but I want to talk about some of the things that he says that I think are foundational perspective shifts in our parenting. Um, so we're just going to kind of jump right into some of these quotes and talk about them. So one of the things that, that he says is this, no parent gives mercy better than the one who is convinced that he desperately needs it himself. So no parent gives mercy better than the one who is convinced that he desperately needs it himself. This is foundational to parenting for a couple different reasons. Um, one of them being that we as parents have to recognize that just like us, our children are sinners. They're born into sin. We have to recognize that, yes, they are sweet and adorable, and uh, we love to snuggle with them when they're babies and toddlers, and it's all fun and, and great, and there's a lot of joy and beauty in that, truly. But they, just like us, were conceived and born into sin. From the time that they can breathe and talk, we begin to see evidence of this. And we have to recognize that we are too, that we are in desperate need of God's mercy. So are our children. And so if you're going to parent, not out of anger, but out of the mercy and grace of Jesus, one of, not the only, but one of the things that you have to have is an understanding that you and your child or children are sinners. You are desperately in need of the mercy and grace of God. This does a, a few things practically for us. Um, number one, uh, importantly, it gives us a biblical, biblical perspective of our children. It doesn't allow us to idolize them or to think that our children are just these angels who can do no wrong. We know that they're sinners. We know that their hearts are desperately wicked and sick, just like ours were before Christ. 
And it also makes our mission as parents about pointing them to Christ because we know that no amount of behavior modification can change their hearts. Only Christ can do that. So if they're a sinner in need of a Savior, our goal as parents is not going to be, let me shape your behavior. Our goal as parents is going to be, let me get you to Christ so that he can give you a new heart, so that your behavior can come from a new heart. But it also gives us patience with our kids, or it should, Um, when my daughter is having a, a tantrum or a fit of, of rage and anger, as toddlers like to do. It's hard to be patient, and I fail far more than I succeed at this. But if I can just remember, among other things, but if I can remember that she's a sinner in need of grace like I am, man, it helps me to be patient with her. Because I recognize that while I don't necessarily throw toddler tantrums, um, I am just as irrational and just as uh, desiring of my own sin as she is. And I need Jesus, just like she does. It gives me patience to deal with her. So you want to extend mercy to your children? You want to parent in mercy and grace and not out of anger? Understand that you are desperately in need of the same mercy that your kids are in need of as well. Another quote from Paul Tripp that's really, really good, is this. It is only rest in God's presence and grace that will make you a joyful and patient parent. And this kind of goes, kind of tags on to what we were just talking about. But you've got to find your rest in God's presence and in His grace so that you can be a joyful and patient parent. You you, you can't You can't just will yourself into patience and joy in parenting because let's be honest, as amazing as our children are and what a blessing they are from the Lord, parenting is really, really hard. And there are days that you're going to get to the end of it and you're going to be exhausted and you're going to want to throw in the towel. How do you stop that mentality? You find rest in the presence of the Lord. You spend time with Jesus. You make sure that you're operating out of a out of a full spiritual tank, right? I think sometimes that we think that we're going to somehow magically have grace and mercy for our children in a moment of weakness when we have not spent any time in the presence of the one who's going to give us those things in the first place. We want so bad to parent patiently and joyfully and lovingly. You're only going to be able to do that truly as you rest in God's presence and you operate from that rest in his presence and in the gospel. Here's another quote that's important. We've kind of touched on it, but I want to really hone in on this. The goal of parenting is not control of behavior, but rather heart and life change. The goal of parenting is not control of behavior, but rather heart and life change. One of the things that we can talk about here is the difference between punishment and discipline. Now, let me be honest. I'm going to talk about this, and it might sound like I've got this down. It might not. I don't know. But this is the thing that I'm trying to learn, and I fail at more than I want to admit on this podcast. Um, When your child disobeys and you realize that a consequence has to come, because because, side note, discipline is grace, by the way. It's, it's not gracious to let your children live however they want and to, to go run rampant with their sin. It is grace to discipline your child. However, there is a big difference in punishment and discipline. And we've got to get this as parents. Because if my goal is just to punish my child so that she feels the, the weight of what she did wrong, but I've done nothing to actually point her to heart and life change, then all I've done is cast a burden on her that she's ultimately not able to bear. Do you see what I'm talking about? 
if all that I'm trying to do is just to make her feel the consequences of her actions, she's not really going to experience heart and life change. But if my goal is not punishment, but it's discipline, then yes, there will be consequences so that you can see the severity of your sin and, and the disobedience that you just committed. But there's also going to be, I'm pointing you in the direction of, of, of Christ as best I can. Now, a question might come up in some of the things that I've already talked about that this might be the time to address. You might say, well, Kenny, you're talking a lot about pointing our children in the direction of Christ, but my child or my children right now are like toddlers and babies. How in the world do, do I do that? How in the world do I point my two-year-old or my one-year-old or even four or five-year-old, how do I really point them to Christ? Because they don't really grasp these concepts right now. Here's one of the things that that my wife and I are beginning to learn. Start early with the language of the gospel. So one of the things that we'll try to say to our daughter Lily is that thing that you just did when you disobeyed uh, mama and dada, that is sin. And, and, and Jesus died to pay for our sins. And so you need to just begin using the language of the gospel. No, your two-year-old is not going to completely grasp everything that you're saying, but you are giving them, you're giving them training wheels for the gospel. You're giving them something to hold on to so that as they get older, this language is already in their vocabulary. They've already talked about it. They've already thought in this way. And it begins to help them have a better understanding of the gospel. And so as they get older and begin to understand these things, they begin to realize that since birth, they've been pointed in the direction of Jesus Christ. And so you're not trying to control their behavior. You're trying to point them to heart and life change by pointing them to Christ. So let's seek for not behavior modification. Let's seek for heart and life change, which will only come from Jesus Christ. Here's another quote from Paul Tripp. You need to recognize what you are unable to do is essential to good parenting. Now, let me read that again because that might be a confusing quote on the surface, but this is so, so key. You need to recognize that what you are unable to do is essential to good parenting. You need to know your failures and imperfections and shortcomings as a parent. You need to be able to look at your children and express to them when you have failed. And you need to confess that in front of them, and they need to see you confessing that before the Lord. You need to recognize that you don't have all of the answers that your child is looking for, so that you can point them to the one who does. There are many gifts and talents and strengths that you bring as a parent, because God has called you to do this, and he's going to equip you to do it. However, you must operate from a dependence on the Lord, and your children need to see your dependence on the Lord. They need to see that you do recognize the things that you're unable to do as a parent. I think there was once a generation of parents that thought that it was wrong to show any form of weakness to your children. But man, what a gift it is as a parent for your kids to see and know that you recognize that you are weak and frail and needy before the Lord. And they see you on your face before him, asking him to fill in your lack as a parent. They begin to see that you're parenting, not, not from the fact that you're just an awesome person, and you've got it all figured out, but that you're needy and you are relying on your savior. 
that's going to set them up for success as a follower of Jesus because they're going to recognize that they don't have to have all the answers either, that they can't do everything right, that they do have weakness. And instead of trying to pretend like they don't have weakness, they get to take those weaknesses and shortcomings to the Lord and they get to repent and they get to find grace and help in time of need for that. Recognize what you're unable to do. It's going to be huge for your kids, but it's also going to be huge for you. You know, guilt as a parent is a very real thing, and it, it runs rampant. Um, and I see it um, in moms a lot, just the thing, we call it mom guilt, right? Where you just feel like you've always got to do everything right 100% of the time, and every waking moment has to be about your kids and pouring into them. And if you if you spend one moment for yourself, then that must be selfish of you, and all, all these different things. And men if we would just recognize the things that we're unable to do and to trust the Lord with our shortcomings and to go before Him with those and let Him give us the grace that we need to walk uh, in a way that's pleasing to Him, to parent in a way that's pleasing to Him, men, that's huge for us. Men, that's going to bring a lot of freedom in the way that we parent our kids. And man, is it going to set our kids up for success. And that kind of leads me into the final quote where I want to end this. Um, God never, this is what Paul Tripp says, God never calls you to a task without giving you what you need to do it. He never sends you without going with you. Now, this doesn't work in the sense that God has called you to be a parent, and from day one, you have all the answers, you're fully equipped, you've got everything that you need, and it also doesn't mean that as you come to the end of your parenting journey that you're going to have done everything perfectly because the Lord gave you everything you needed. It means that what he has called you to do, he will equip you to do as you rely on him. Not in your own strength, not in your own abilities, but as you rely on and trust in him. God has called you to point your children to him, to raise them up in the discipline and admonition of the Lord, and he has given you everything that you need to do it. And the primary thing that you have to do this is the word of God. Spend time in the word. Find out God's heart for his children so that you can instill that in your children. Find out what God has called you to do so that you can train your children to do those things as well. Everything that he's called you to do, he's given you everything that you need to do it. And so I said that was the last quote, but I want to end with this as a note of encouragement here because this is just so, so good. It kind of wraps everything up that we've talked about. Paul Tripp says, your hope as a parent is not found in your power, your wisdom, your character, your experience, or your success, but in this one thing alone, the presence of your Lord. The creator, savior, almighty, sovereign king is with you. Let your heart rest. You are not in this parenting drama alone. Your potential is greater than the size of your weaknesses because the one who is without weakness is with you. And he does his best work through those who admit that they are weak, but in weakness still heed his call. So parents, I'm speaking these things from the trenches. I'm speaking these things from a place of trying to figure them out as I go. But I want to give you this as a word of encouragement to let you know that you're not alone. The one who is without weakness, the one who is a perfect father, the one who is a good and gracious king and father to his children is with you. And he's guiding you the whole way through. So 
Thanks for listening. As always, just a final reminder to uh, rate and review the podcast, not because um, I want you to say good things, but because that's how other people are going to see it and hear it, Um, share it on social media. Um, But a rating and review is awesome because other people on Apple and Google Podcasts will get to see it as well. And if you have anything you want me to talk about, uh, contact me at kennyroberts at missionwaychurch.org. I would love to hear from you any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Or if you have a story that you want to share, reach out as well. I'd love to have some other people on the podcast at some point. But thanks for listening. I pray this has been a blessing as always. God bless you all.